yo, yo, what's up? I'm back. My name is Derek with The Burner Table. Today I'm with Javen. What's good? And Javen. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl, our thoughts, what we notice, and we might even get into next season's predictions. All right. So, what, y'all, what do y'all think about the Super Bowl? You know what? I'm not surprised. I was rooting for the Chiefs. I'm not going to lie. I'll be the first to tell me I was rooting for the Chiefs. Uh, and that's just stupid on my part. I don't know why I would root against Tom Brady. That I, I, I'm going to say the undisputed GOAT at this point. I mean, seven rings, most in NFL history. No team is even no team even has seven rings. It's just absolutely astronomical what he's been able to do. And yeah, you know, it, I think I wouldn't say I predicted how the game would have gone. But uh, definitely, uh, you know, Buccaneers. I mean, come on now. Tom Brady with the weapons he has. And that defense, it was a no-brainer. I should have known better. Mm-hmm. Every every step pointed towards the Chiefs winning, but you don't bet against Tom Brady. And that's what we saw. Granted, that defense played a big, big role in that victory Sunday, though. But the Chiefs, that offense, that explosive offense, was virtually was really one-dimensional. They could not get the right game going at all in the first half, and. In the opening of the third quarter, you saw them just try. You saw they tried to start to get it more, get the run game going, and it was working. But I don't know why they stopped. Yeah, that pass, Mahomes under the stress this whole game. Yeah. You can have a even get two seconds to throw the ball. Really, it was just a, an amazing performance by the Bucks defense and the Chiefs. They they can maybe but they gonna bounce back next year. Sure. Granted, they had the two tackles out with injury, but. You gotta be able to still go out there and play football, man. Facts. I had to agree. Tom Brady. You never bet against Tom Brady. I don't know why people thought Mahomes was gonna win. No, I'm playing. Uh Mahomes had a chance. If maybe if they had the two tackles, it could have been different. Um that that Buccaneers defense, man. Crazy. It was I think it's the best defensive performance I've ever seen by a team in a Super Bowl. Never been big on football, but that defensive assault went crazy. I would have given the no. Super Bowl MVP to every to the whole defensive unit, everybody on the defense. Now, when you said that's the best defensive performance you've seen, I can argue that Super Bowl Fifty Three Patriots versus Rams that was a, def- a that defensive was, game at its finest. Facts. That was, that was pure defense right there. Two elite defenses just. Whoever scores. Yeah. What was the final score? Like three to thirteen? So yeah. Yeah, the, that defense was was crazy. Definitely. You're right. You're right. Maybe I'll go maybe I'll go with the Rams versus Patriots. But still, this this is up there with one of the greatest defensive performances I've, I've ever seen. I feel like this game it really showed the true value of offensive linemen. Um I'm gonna, you know, use this as an example. Orlando Brown just requested a trade for the Ravens. His market has probably shot up to a first-round pick, possibly even two, just because of this. We saw how valuable tackles are. Chiefs had none of their tackles. Patrick Mahomes was out there making some unbelievable throws. And, uh, you know, we're all going to be praising Tom Brady, praising the Buccaneers' defense, but we got to give, give a second to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he he really balled as much as he can. He made some amazing throws that just went right through the receiver's hands, hit him right in the face mask. Very unfortunate. And so it was, I didn't see many that, that day on Twitter. I saw a couple people complaining about the calls. They were, you know, the calls were kind of washy washy. 
There were two bad calls that whole game, and both came in the second quarter. And granted, yes, they could potentially cause some different outcomes to happen affecting the game, but you still had two more entire quarters to play. You can't sit there and say that affect drastically affect the outcome. Definitely. I just want to throw that out there. Oh uh, yeah, I, I agree. Especially with how many comebacks we've seen the the, uh, the Chiefs do this season alone. Two quarters is more than enough time, and I think the score wasn't that bad. What was it? 9-21 uh, at that point? That's not... In football, that's not mm-hmm. even that bad. That's a, that's a two-possession game right there. Right. That's, that's two tough. Two-score game, you're up in the lead. Like, so... And what were there, like, 11 penalties on the Chiefs? And only two were wishy-washy? I think the Chiefs' defense takes some of that blame for that loss. They just shot themselves in the foot completely. Listen. And it was funny to me, because you know how they constantly bring up the statistic of how the Chiefs tend to come, had these comeback victories in the playoffs. It was funny how you had all them, all the leads they showed all the times they was trailing, and it was all about a bunch of numbers, and then you got to the Bills, it was just seven points. I was like, that wasn't really much of a comeback, though. The Bills just scored first. I just want to say, going back to what you said about the, uh, about the officiating, being a Niners fan, I know how it feels. Because last year, there was a bunch of controversial calls. This year, there was controversial calls. So, therefore, I feel no remorse towards the Chiefs and the fans for the bad officiating. But most probably, I wouldn't say it was a bad game. That was actually one of the good games, you could say, honestly. Even though they still messed up a good little bit. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's, there's the refs, they don't hold the Chiefs back from their touchdowns. The Chiefs could not score point blank period. That's why they couldn't win. The Bucks defense just outplayed them. It's that simple. Yeah, exactly. I think we move on to our next year predictions now. Yep. Which right. I think. Uh, um, go ahead, Dave. Go first. I, I'll go first. So let's start with teams that were thinking going to bounce back. For me, I have three teams and well, two for sure: the Broncos and the 49ers. And I, I'm thinking about throwing the Giants in there because mm-hmm. adding Saquon Barkley back to that roster and the to Daniel Jones is a big, big addition to that offense. And we saw how those young players kind of started to thrive later on in the season for the Giants. And they were doing that with who was that quarterback with him again? Daniel uh, Jones? I forgot his name. No, the Giants back a quarterback because oh. Daniel Jones was injured. He was playing a long time too, dang it. Yeah, him and they had Alex Collins, I believe, at running back and those are two replacing Saquon with Alex Collins. You're gonna see a major decline in that run game. Major, major. Now, offensive line, it still needs some work, but it's not as horrible as it was last season, years prior. And that defense look that second. I say that pass rush looks like it has a few prominent names on the roster on that D line, and that secondary looks solid, very formidable. What do you say? You know, I'm gonna have to agree with you with the 49ers. They, I mean, they were they were just hurt this season. That's all it was. Had the same Super Bowl roster, and I don't think they're gonna be as good. I, I don't think they'll be 13 and three, but because because you know they're gonna lose Sherman. Um, I, I'm very excited about the 49ers. Garoppolo, I, I'm on the fence about him. If we roll with him, okay, I think he he'll get the job done. But he's nothing to write home about. He's nothing special. I won't be surprised if the Niners try to draft a quarterback. I know there's talks about them trying to get Deshaun Watson. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I think Niners will bounce back. 
Uh, I agree with the Broncos, but the team that I think is to watch out for is going to be the Washington football team. They just re-signed Taylor yes, Heineke. Sir. Yes, Washington. So much potential. An elite defense. Uh, you know, we're going to have to see how Heineke is. He so could, could just be a one-game, you know, one-game player. Uh, definitely excited about Washington, though. All right. I might be a little biased because I'm, I'm from the DMV area. Washington football team is my team. <laughs> Heineke went off that game. Right. You're, telling, you're telling me Tom Brady went up against Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. I forget who else he played. I forget the second team he played. Oh, Drew Brees and Taylor, and Taylor Heineke. And Taylor Heineke performed the best. That's crazy. And you tell me that's the one game thing against that same Buccaneers defense that we saw harass Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl? You tell me that's a one game thing? I don't yeah. know. That was a crazy game right there. Definitely. Very crazy. Gave him the most problems. It could be it could be a one game thing. Maybe I'm a little biased. So let me chill off for a second. <laughs> I think the football team has so much potential. And the fact that we even had a seven and nine record with uh our starting quarterback, not a starting quarterback, but Alex Smith coming back from injury. And then we had Dwayne Haskins uh, leading our team for a bit. Wasn't panning out well. Luckily, we got him off yeah. our team. And now we have, we might have our QB of the future, Taylor Heineke. This might be a little shocking, but to even say that they'll bounce back, but I think the Steelers. Ooh. They might not have a, as good of a record, but if Juju... In a chase, they can you know stop with the uh, off-field antics. I think they'll make a stronger play in the playoffs. I mean, we saw they got dismantled by the Browns. That was crazy. And then for my final team, I'm gonna have to go to 49ers. As y'all both said, I think I don't think that Deshaun Watson train is gonna happen, but they can roll with Jimmy. And I think think they just need to get a couple more improvements, and they'll be. A very dangerous team. Very dangerous. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. For sure. Uh, I was about to bring up a point that this is going to be a very interesting offseason for QBs around the league because it seems like every other team that is planning to contend or starting to contend are looking to have basically you know, major replacements at quarterback. Yeah. The offense, perhaps thinking about getting rid of Tua and trying to acquire Deshaun Watson. The Eagles perhaps trying to get rid of Carson Wentz. I feel like he would work very well on a coach with Frank Wright, considering that Frank Wright was the offensive coordinator that year. He had the MVP-like season. And ever since he left, that offense has been on the decline. And you got the 49ers who are even in trade talks for Deshaun Watson. Like Jonathan said, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a good, he's a good quarterback. He's not gonna go out there and win you games. But I wouldn't say he'll go out there and be the reason you lose a game half the time. But having Kyle Shanahan as your offensive coach, and he, by him being an offensive genius, he can make a ton of quarterbacks look a lot better than what they are. So I feel like he doesn't really need too, too much of a talented quarterback for that offensive thrive. But somehow if they were to acquire Deshaun Watson, that would be that would become a very, very dangerous offense they have one of the best defenses in the leagues i think with deshaun watson they'd have one of the best offenses in the leagues it would be so dangerous yeah and considering those young receivers that oh, young yeah. receiver what's his name are you uh, is nasty what, oh yeah he had a he had a nice little season yeah nice little season and that defense you don't have a healthy nick bosa back 
Mm-hmm. On that offense, you're going to have a healthy George Kittle back. He's going to come back and remind the league why he's a top two tight end, arguably the best tight end in the league when he's healthy. Yeah, the, the 49ers future either way looks kind of looks really bright for the next the coming years. And as far as my Steelers, man, bro, I really wanted us to pursue Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. I really want us to. But by Big Ben coming back to shit, this is going to really halt that QB process, the process of getting a new quarterback. Because I was thinking if Ben retired this year, us acquiring Matthew Stafford would have been a very, very good move. That would have been perfect. Y'all, y'all just signed Dwayne Haskins, right? Earlier? Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. Quarterback a very low team? risk, a high reward. <laughs> yeah. Very. Unfortunately, the football team never really gave him a shot. Yeah. But hopefully he does way better on the Steelers. Still like to, I, I still like to see him do well. Y'all, y'all, y'all gave him a shot. He didn't. He just didn't look too promising in the games he started in. The throws, the reads he made. That's not what you would want from a guy you drafted that high and draft as as a first rounder. That true, true. Why yes, if we were to sign him to anything other than a minimum contract, the minimum that we gave him could come in. For him to come in and show us what he could potentially bring to the table. He turns out to look anything like he did in college. This will be a successful. You know, I really want to go and, and ask you guys, what are your thoughts on Russell Wilson? You know, there's a lot of talks about him mm. frustrated with the Seahawks and such. Do you think he's getting traded? Do you think this is all just talk about him? He just wants to improve the Seahawks? What are y'all, where are y'all at? I was, I was actually about to bring that up. It's like a very good, uh, very good next point. I can't imagine him in any other jersey other than the Seahawks jersey. I think, however, if this continues, he will force a trade. Like how uh, Sean Watson is doing. Yeah. I think he might force a trade. I can't, I don't know any like teams I would, you know, I can't see him in another jersey, but I know if he wanted to trade, a lot of teams would, would throw some assets for Russell Wilson. You know, what I was thinking of, you know, Seahawks, they're a dangerous team, they're an aggressive team, they'll go for big trades. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if this continues, they try to flip Russ and try to get Watson and maybe some picks because, you know, they don't have uh, a first round pick this year, I believe. So, you know, either they trade Russ to Watson or they try to get a lot of, you know, they can get a lot of value from Russ. So it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. I don't think they'll trade Russ. I mean, come on now. It's it's Russell Wilson. He's a franchise quarterback. Um, My opinion on Russ getting traded, like you said, you said, that, you know, you can't really imagine Russ in any other jersey other than the Seahawks. We said that about Tom Brady as a Patriot. And look where he's at now. Buccaneers just won his seventh Super Bowl. He's living life. So I wouldn't be surprised, but I feel like there was more, wasn't more of a I want to be traded thing, just calling out the team to really let it be known that, hey, we need to improve here. Because Russell Wilson has been the most sacked quarterback over the past, when it comes to the past three seasons, I believe. Yeah, and we've seen with many quarterbacks that you you need to have a good offensive line. Russ wants to play to his late thirties, early forties, like Tom Brady. And with that offensive line that they have, that won't be possible. We've seen we don't want to have these quarterbacks' careers turning out like Andrew Luck. Yeah, he's constantly getting hurt and hurt and hurt. And by the time that the offensive line is finally that they finally got to go off into the line. It's too late. The damage has been done. The toe, his body can't take much more. And 
That's why I really hope that was an eye-opener for most of these teams that really, really start to focus a lot more on the offensive lines for the Texans, Seahawks, Eagles, and maybe even the Steelers because our offensive line is starting to kind of downgrade. People are starting to get older. We're going to have to be looking for some replacements soon. So, yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if Russ get traded. Him, the Texans traded him for Deshaun Watson unless there is a lot of trades or other players on that uh, in that trade for Deshaun Watson, that would not be a sensible. That wouldn't make sense to me. You know, I with Orlando Brown being on the market, I could see them trying to trade for him. I'm not too sure what they would give up, though. I mean, they, again, they don't have a first-round pick. So, I mean, have, I, listen, my prediction, it was kind of bold, but I, I if I'm the Seahawks, i trade Tyler Lockett for Orlando Brown. I think Russ is good enough. He can work with not, you know, not such big name weapons. Uh, you know, I, I need to secure Russ on my team. So let me go get one of the best tackles in the game and we can draft a wide receiver in the second round. That's just me, though. I'm not sure if that's a little out there. Well, who do you think they would? Well, yeah, because the uh, Ravens do need a ball. They need a receiver. It works perfect for both teams. Um, yeah, you know, I think. And then Hawks can add yeah. in. Some thirds, maybe seconds, future seconds. Those will probably be late round pick because the Seahawks are not gonna have a losing season. Yeah. Anytime. So so they won't be getting any top picks. Speaking of top picks, the Dolphins are gonna have an interesting offseason, considering all the moves they would make. They have the number three pick from the Texans that they got. I don't know how they scam the Texans out that pick. <laughs> Facts. And they could trade to it, they could keep to it, try to if they were to keep that pick and keep to it, what would you try to look for in the draft? Um probably a receiver. Probably a receiver. Jamar Chase. Probably just best available really. Cause they have some young talented receivers in uh Charmy Grant and Devontae Parker. And a good tight end uh Iseki. Oh yeah. And now they have Matt Breed I believe so they have some Ooh. good skills players, some young skilled players. Definitely. A decent offensive line. That secondary is amazing. Oh, yeah. But I probably, I probably focus more on that offensive line. Maybe get another running back. Rashawn Slater is climbing up draft boards. I think he'll be cool, but definitely, it's gonna be interesting draft season for the for the Dolphins. Another team that I think is gonna be phenomenal next season. And I don't think they should get rid of Tua. He's a rookie. Give him another year. Yeah, I honestly didn't understand that. Yeah, like you said, man's a rookie. Yeah, of course you're not gonna. He's not gonna come in and just play lights out spectacular football. You have to give him a chance to really thrive, to learn the playbook, learn the offense, get used to his receivers. You know, get that NFL experience. He's fresh out of college. Yeah. A lot of players, their talent does doesn't. Instantly, you just transfer to the NFL. It takes a while for them to really grasp, yeah. you know, that feeling. Deshaun Watson, his talent, his was a case where his talent kind of transferred directly from college. He was, he, uh, I forgot how I was trying to say it, but, you know, he started his career off great. That yeah. injury to that ACL injury really messed up his rookie season. He probably been rookie of the year. But, yeah, just, Give it to a little more time. 
by his third season, Rich to really know if Tua is going to be a franchise quarterback or if they're going to be looking to move on from him. Derek, what are your thoughts on the Dolphins and Tua and such, what they should do? I'd have to agree. I think, as uh, Javian said so elegantly, I think you don't, you shouldn't rush your quarterback. They need time to develop. They need time to get used to their offense. I think a problem with many of these teams is they draft a high, you know, a very good prospect at the quarterback position, and they just expect them to be MVP caliber or, you know, NFL ready. But most of these quarterbacks are project players. Like, you got to let them get used to the, the speed of the NFL, you know, especially with a lot of these teams needing the O-line, like, a lot of these QBs going to be scrambling soon. So you need to get used to the NFL offense and get used to the plays. Now, as for the Dolphins pick, I would draft in somebody on the O-line, seeing as this whole episode we've been talking about just how important an O-line is. I mean, can never hurt to have a good offensive line. I want to say two more things. One, if I were the Dolphins, I'd draft a center specifically. And two... I've noticed a lot of things in the NFL and in the NBA. You could apply this as well. Many teams and coaches are trying to basically just copy and paste things they see from other teams. And it's like, it's not going to work out the same way. Like the Warriors, you saw the Rockets try to copy and paste small ball. It's, you don't have the talent that the Warriors had to make that work. And many teams are looking for these, you know, young coaches and quarterbacks who come out there and play like an MVP in that first or second season, you're not going to find that like the Chiefs did. You're not going to be able to find those great, great players who can really thrive, who really can learn quick and adapt to the NFL play style. You have to be more patient with the players you draft. Well, to be fair to both the NFL and NBA teams, we're trying to copy and paste. When you have major dynasties, like we saw the Warriors have, and like we see Tom Brady having currently, you always try to copy the best. I mean, we all know if you see a move done by an NBA player and it's really effective, you're probably going to try to add it to your arsenal. Same with the NFL. Yeah, the Rockets, the, the reason, the thing is, the Rockets, they didn't even go small ball. They went mini ball. I mean, like, they had a 6'5 guy at center, and they had a 6'7 guy trying to guard seven-footers. Keep in mind, Covington did do it pretty well, but you can't rely on that. Same with the NFL. I mean, you got these quarterbacks who are expected to be like Tom Brady level off rip. And like, you can't expect that out of a like 20, 20 something year old. That's just not fair to the quarterbacks. I understand your point about teams seeing other like dynasties and stuff and incorporating their play style to the playbook. I, there's nothing wrong with that. Seeing another team and thinking, hey, we could do something like that. Let's try to incorporate that into our play style, see how that works for us. But when you try to directly copy word for word for word, bar for bar, so your bar would say, into your playbook, into your play style, it's not really going to succeed if you don't have the same personnel or a better personnel than the team you got it from. That's all I'm saying. True. But, you know, these these franchises just got to play the cards they're dealt with. I mean, to, I mean, like, they still got good personnel. Don't, don't get it twisted. I mean, not every team can have Steph play KD and Draymond on the same team. And not every team can be, you know, as stacked as uh, the Chiefs, not the Chiefs, the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, you know? Like, they have really good offensive talent when they're playing at their best. 
So, you know, you just play the cards that you're dealt with. I think but you think of that job? Oh, oh, yeah. I think all that is important. Um, you know, whatever happens, happens. It's going to be a very good NFL season, I think. Uh, let's talk, you know, we have a couple, we have, we have a little bit of time left. Let's talk early Super Bowl predictions. For me, uh, you know, I might be going a little biased here, but I'm going to go 49ers and the Bills. I think both those teams are going to come with a different, you know, revenge. And, you know, I was hesitant to put the Chiefs. I just feel like, I don't know. I don't want to say they fall off after this season. Obviously, they have Patrick Mahomes. They're going to be good. They have Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. They're going to be good. I just feel like teams are going to play how the Buccaneers played. Uh, unless if they get a run game going. If the Chiefs can get, if the Chiefs can develop a run game, the Chiefs will bounce back. And then on the NFC side of things, honestly, the NFC is pretty competitive. I feel like there's four different teams that could take it. Packers, we know that they choke. They could round about, you know. Uh, Saints, they're they're getting old, so I actually eliminate them. Buccaneers could obviously repeat. And then, yeah, I'm going to put Niners up there. And obviously the Seahawks as well. So, yeah, NFC is very competitive. My prediction, I feel like the Buccaneers will make it back to the Super Bowl, Grant. The fact that they, a lot of their players are seeming to have be willing to take pay cuts in order to return to the team. You saw Mike Evans came out and said he's going to take a pay cut in order to keep most of the roster intact. You know, players... Because I was watching Shannon Sharp and he went out to valid points and people like A.B., he doesn't really have much of a choice because not many other teams are going to want to take a chance on him. Yes, he's been, he's been quiet for a good while now, but you don't know for sure that he's completely done with those antics, you know? Yeah. So he's probably going back there for another season, a little one-year deal, and then from, they'll go from there again. And most of that defense, David... Their linebacker is probably going to be due for a huge... He's going to try to get one more, you know, huge bag considering he's in his 30s now. He's towards the end of his career. You want to make as much money as you possibly can. You know, but maybe he'll... uh, uh, What's what I'm trying to say this. Give in to the winning system and just be like, you know what, I'll take a pick of this one. But I say Bucks and out of the AFC, other than the Bills and Chiefs, I don't really see any huge contenders. So I probably I probably go Bucks and Bills next season. I I don't know. I want to see a rematch. I need to see I need to see Pavin Hall get another chance. Uh, hopefully the offense can catch the ball this time. I mean that's really the only reason they were struggling. Granted the defense did play a huge part in that, but you saw certain possessions where it was like single coverage with Travis Kelsey and he just couldn't catch the ball. I think if Travis Kelsey plays how we know he can play, both teams would be back. I agree. The Chiefs, the Chiefs, they have to win. They have until 2025. I feel like that's when their legitimate Super Bowl window closes. Cause with that big contract that you signed, signed Patrick Mahomes to, around that time is when that you know most of their key players now, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, you know, Tyron Matthew. All those key players are going to start to really be on a decline. And Patrick Mahomes having that big contract is going to be hard to really bring in some big name free agents. Granted, they could go and get some big names through the draft and they could really develop, you know, cause them to kind of extend the duration of that potential dynasty, I should say. But, yeah, by 2025, like the Chiefs will be one of those teams you see make the playoffs but you don't expect to do anything 
Yeah. I think that's a good spot to round off this episode. Uh, Derek, if you want to close out. All right. Thanks, Javen and Javian, for recording the podcast with me. This is a good episode. See y'all next week. Deuces.